Hey, what's up? It's Shana Best. You're listening to another episode of the Society Hill Podcast. And we're back. Episode 5. This is a week of April 11th. Now, before I get into hot topics and a bunch of other things that I really want to talk about, I want to address a very serious issue. This happened in my hometown in New Jersey at my former high school. On Wednesday, April 10th, there was an incident between a young Muslim woman and a young Caucasian woman. This incident was a school fight, and the Caucasian girl had provoked the Muslim girl. The Caucasian girl had claimed that the Muslim student was in, as she claims to be, her seat. This was in the cafeteria. Now, you know, I don't know why we're still focused on whose seat is who in, you know, high school environments and politics, but this girl decided that for some reason, because she felt like this was her seat and, you know, she was going to have it her way, she attacked this girl, this Muslim student. She attacked her. She spit on her. She called her a raghead. She pulled her hijab off of her head. She stated comments like, you know, well, at least I don't wear a hood to impress my parents. The disdain and the disgust that I have and that the rest of the members of my township have for this incident is just... on a measurement that I I can't even put into words. The fact that this is happening in 2019, and I don't want to act like someone who's naive that, you know, these things don't happen, because this happens all over the world. But the fact that we have to even discuss this, there is no reason that this should have happened. You know, the high school that I attended with this zero-tolerance policy, there's no reason that when a Muslim girl decided to defend herself, that she should have been suspended for any reason. Now, the Caucasian girl had gone on Snapchat after this incident and decided to post an, a disgusting statement on Snapchat regarding the situation. The post was put on social media. You know, the students ha- took a video of this incident and I, and I'm not condoning that you know I'm, I'm gonna get to that in a second but the students have put this situation on Twitter so that everyone could see and so that the story would get out they put the screenshot of the girl's snapchat post on Twitter and so that post you know got the attention of the, of the superintendent the superintendent talked to the police department And, you know, the whole township, all of administration is involved. A letter was put out by the mayor explaining, we all stand by our, you know, Muslim brothers and sisters and anybody with different backgrounds. And I'm glad that the town is standing together. I'm glad that, you know, there was a rumor put out that this girl of Muslim descent was not going to be able to walk her graduation. I am very happy to hear that that is not a true statement. I'm glad that the students are, you know, standing up for each other and coming out and speaking out on injustices such as this one. I'm glad to hear that the Caucasian girl who attacked this Muslim has been arrested, has been charged. But I do believe that, you know, while 
many of the students of my town are claiming, you know, this is a school and, you know, there's something wrong with the school and, you know, the system's messed up. And, you know, sometimes systems aren't great, but we need to start at home. We need to start with each other. We need to, we need to get it together. We really do. We need to start understanding each other's differences and understanding, you know, where each other comes from. We are not all the same, but we are all the same underneath. We are all skeleton and bones, okay? I just, I really hope that we get to a point where, you know, this kind of, excuse my language, but this kind of stops. But I'm very proud of the students and the citizens of my township who are rising together and uniting to stand against bias and racism. And I only hope that, you know, we can move forward standing together, united, and moving towards change. But it starts with the students, it starts with the young generation, it starts with all of us. Let's get into hot topics. So let's get into the music. Uzi is back, y'all. He just dropped two new singles, Sanguine Paradise, and that's a rack. And I love both of them, I really do. I'm feeling Sanguine Paradise a little bit more though. Like, it, I don't know, y'all, it's just, it's bumping. Like, you know what? Pause this, go listen to it right now. Wait, 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 wait. Don't do that. Don't do that. Actually, just keep listening. But <laughs> but yo, Sanguine Paradise is bumping, y'all. Like, for real. Like, y'all need to go listen to that as soon as we done here. And that's a rack. That's a rack. I like that one. It um That's a rack makes me want to go listen to it in the car that I don't have and go roll down the highway. But, you know. Y'all go check it out and see what y'all think about it. But I think Uzi about to come back and take over 2019 in the summertime. And I don't know. The streets are saying that he's going to have a better comeback than Soldier Boy. Soldier. <laughs> All right. Ariana Grande dropped Monopoly on April 1st. This is a new single that she went back in the studio and did with Victoria Monet, her best friend and songwriter. And, you know, they just kind of came up with this. They had fun with it in the studio. They was rapping a little bit. And it's just, a, it's a good vibe song. Like, it's a bop, you know. And they're just talking about keeping that negative energy away from you and kicking off the bad vibes. And it's cool just seeing two best friends having a good time. You know, you can hear the fun that they're having on the record and, you know, with the music video that goes along with it and the themes that are included. And they're going to perform it together on the Thank You Next Sweetener Tour. So definitely look forward to that if you're going to the show. And, you know, bumping, listen to the song. It's a good time. Now, Schoolboy Q. Schoolboy Q and Travis Scott have just dropped a music video to Chopsticks. Go check that out. J-Lo and French Montana. J-Lo is back, and it's cool to hear them collabing on another record again, just like they did on I Love You, Poppy. This song is called Medicine. It's dope. It has a good, just, I don't know, reminds me of like just old J-Lo from the Bronx and that fun vibe that she always, and the, you know, the sass and the, and it's, it's a funky song. Go check out Medicine when y'all get a chance. Old Town Road. Now y'all know I was going to bring it up. <laughs> I'm going to ride to the, <laughs> Old Town Road. Now, it, it's a great comeback story for this song. I mean, this song came out 
before the remix was made and it was on the country charts and then it was pulled off because apparently it you know according to billboard it didn't meet the requirements that i guess they had for or it didn't align with i guess a vision for a traditional country song that would have been on the charts but it's a hit and luckily you know billy ray cyrus supported the record and talked about you know his experience when his song was pulled off of the charts and so he and Lil Nas X they got in the studio they recorded a remix together and I mean you know we you know how we do we put it back on the charts it's doing well right now it's number one in the U.S. if you haven't listened to it you're living under a rock I don't know what you're doing go check out the song Billie Eilish has dropped her debut album it's called When We Fall Asleep Where Do We Go and it's going to be exciting. I mean, Coachella's coming up. It's going to be cool to see what kind of song she performs and the vibe that she brings. And, you know, people are wondering if she and Khalid are going to, you know, are they going to collab together at Coachella on a set and perform, you know, lovely. And I mean, anything can happen at Coachella. There's a lot of surprises that are going to be coming. You know, this weekend, Coachella's starting from Friday to Sunday. Now, the crazy thing about Coachella is... You know, the scheduling, it's very, it's complicated this year. I mean, you're really going to have to pick and choose who you want to see. I mean, Ariana Grande or, you know, a different artist, you know, they have them all in different locations and they're all performing at the same time. So if you're going and you have the lucky chance to go, I can't go, but I would love to if I could. But if you have the chance to go and you're going to be there, just, you know, it's a tough decision, but, you know, try to pick who you're going to see and hopefully you get to see everybody you want. But I hope all the performances go off without a hitch. And speaking of Coachella, you know, last weekend it was announced that Salon, she was supposed to be on a lineup for Coachella, but she had to pull out because of some production delays and, you know, some of the crew members were getting sick and it just it wasn't gonna work out so she had to pull out but you know it was very interesting during that same day and during the same weekend Beyonce y'all know I love my queen bee Beyonce has announced that she has a Netflix documentary that's coming out on April 17th and it's all about Beachella <laughs> so you know she's gonna be showing how Beachella came to be and you know working on the set and how many months you know that took to really produce that amazing you know two-hour show that she really gave I mean she you know focused on HBCUs and showing a lot of just black history and entertainment and just everything that you know comes from the culture and it was just great to see that and there's just a sense of pride after seeing her perform I mean I always feel pride after I see Beyonce you know that's my girl cousin B <laughs> But she just, I mean, she tore the house down, y'all. Like, if y'all didn't watch that, go on YouTube and look for it right now. But, you know, watch it on the low because, you, you know, the labels are looking to take that down. But it, I really don't know if anybody can top that performance. I mean, Beachella was just, it was out of this world. I'm, you know, she brought out Jay Balvin for Weekend 2 and they did the Mijente remix and Jay and Destiny's Child reunited. I mean, come on. But, I mean, Coachella has a great lineup. So, you know, 
definitely going to be an interesting weekend this weekend and the weekend after. Now in some television news, MTV is premiering Double Shot at Love, which is a new reality show with Vinny Guadagnino and DJ Pauly D from Jersey Shore. And this is a little different for them, and it's kind of cool seeing them finally get their own spinoff. You know, Jersey Shore had branched into a spinoff with Snooki and JWoww, and we got to see their experience of living together in Jersey City and different things like that, and being mothers and wives. Now we get to see Vinny and Polly. You know, the bromance continues. But it's a little different this time. I mean, the two of them, you know, this show, they're claiming to kind of be over that hooking up lifestyle, and they want to settle down. I don't know if a bachelor kind of show is really the best idea but i mean all kudos to them so they are going to be competing against each other and you know there's going to be 20 women and they're going to be kind of you know circulating through those 20 women to find out i guess who is their best partner and who they feel like they're growing feelings for I don't really believe in these things when it comes to reality shows. I'm sorry. I mean, I, even The Bachelor, like, it just, I don't know. I mean, it's not, it's not traditional. And I just, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm old school, but, you know, check it out tonight at 8 p.m. on MTV Thursday. And this weekend, Game of Thrones is coming back. It's the final season, y'all season eight they've had a good run you know 2011 all the way to now i mean not many shows survive through you know a long continuance but game of thrones has really i mean it's just been an american love i mean everybody has just been great fans of this show and been very into it and it's just had a great appeal there's a lot of stuff going on in that show i mean <laughs> uh, it's a little dicey now <laughs> but you know, they're really, they're just, it's very interesting to finally see it come to an end. And, you know, it's exciting for all the viewers. I'm sure, you know, the ratings are going to be sky high and out of this world. So, you know, all of you Game of Thrones fans, get ready for this Sunday. If you haven't caught up, there's only seven seasons that you got to catch up on. I know it sounds like a lot, but it's only about 10 episodes per season. So, but get ready for that. Now, I want to talk to y'all about a new show that I've checked into. It's called The Village, and it's on NBC. Now, it comes on on Tuesdays. And if you loved This Is Us and, you know, certain emotional shows like that, The Village is a really good show. It focuses on a group of all different kinds of people, and their stories kind of intertwine. They all live in this apartment building called The Village. And it follows all different stories, you know, a mom and her daughter and you know the going through that kind of situation being a single mother and you know a, a guy from the army who's battling with PTSD and you know the different things you go through and after you've served and coming back and you know I, I don't want to spoil too much of the show but it, it's just a really feel-good emotional show and you know like I said I think if y'all like this is us and different shows like that you'll definitely like this one I definitely recommend it it comes on on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. on NBC. Check it out next week. Movies. So, tomorrow, there's a new Hellboy movie coming out. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with the story now. But, I mean, check it out tomorrow. It premieres April 12th. 
Little with Marseille Martin, Regina Hall, and Issa Rae. Now, this is kind of a kind of a different take on the movie big if y'all remember that with tom hanks where he was a kid that you know just wanted to be an adult and wanted to be older and i know how we all kind of feel that way when we were kids or when we were teenagers around like 13 14 15 it was just like you know come on like i just want to be an adult and kind of you know just be in charge of my own life well little kind of has the backwards effect on that so this is about a CEO, an executive who's played by Regina Hall. And, you know, she's kind of pushy and a little rude. And so this little girl casts a spell on her and she turns into a little girl and <laughs> becomes Marseille Martin, who plays the smaller, younger version of Regina Hall's character. And so Issa Rae is her assistant that, you know, then has to kind of take over and, you know, they got to have to navigate through that. and. I guess we'll see what the journey is in the movie. I mean, definitely go check this out. It comes out tomorrow. And Marseille Martin, she's from Blackish. If y'all are familiar with the show with Anthony Anderson and Tracy Ellis Ross, she's one of the children in the movie. And she actually went to pitch this when a couple years ago, when she was a little bit younger, she went to go pitch this to a company and she's the executive producer for the movie like this is really great for someone at a young age and just seeing you know a young black entertainer you know working hard and just you know doing something worthwhile so go check this out i think it's gonna be real funny they have justin hartley also in the movie playing you know a good love interest he's from this is us so go check that out a lot of good movies coming out this weekend Shazam. I went to go see Shazam last weekend, and it's interesting that Shazam is actually doing better than Captain Marvel. And I know that DC hasn't had as great as a run of, as Marvel. Marvel's kind of done better in that department, done way better in that department. But uh, Shazam's actually doing way better than Captain Marvel, surprisingly. I liked both movies. Now, when I saw Shazam, I thought it was a little bit corny. Just a little bit. <laughs> but, I mean, that's kind of what the Shazam character is. I mean, it's a 15-year-old that, you know, then morphs into, you know, when he's his superpower being, he morphs into an older person. And I'm not going to give too much of the movie away, but definitely go check that out. It's starring Zachary Levi and... Asher Angel, who plays Billy Matson, and then Jack D. Grazer, who's playing Freddy. Uh, it, it was funny. It was a good time. It's a movie that you could take everybody to, whether it's, you know, your little brother or sister, you know, the kids, or teenagers, adults. Everybody can enjoy this movie. So go check it out if you haven't. Best of Enemies. Now... I think this is a movie that's definitely going to end up being Oscar nominated within the next year. This is starring Taraji P. Henson, and she's playing the character of Anne Atwater. And it's also starring Sam Rockwell, who will be playing C.P. Ellis, who is the leader of the Ku Klux Klan. Now, this movie is going to talk about and cover the rivalry that happened between Anne Atwater and C.P. Ellis, which continued for a decade up until 1971 when the two agreed to co-chair a two-week community meeting to deal with a court-ordered school desegregation degree and this ultimately changed both of their lives and i think it's great to see you know these stories being told more of these stories need to be told i mean we had great films like hidden figures 
And I really give kudos to both Sam Rockwell and Taraji P. Henson for being involved in a movie that would be sharing this story and given the context of history at that time. And, you know, Taraji, I always give her credit for just picking very important roles and telling all different kinds of stories. I mean, you know, she could go from something like Baby Boy or, you know, being a part of Empire and then tell a story of Katherine Jones and the work that she did as an African-American woman helping NASA during a time where, you know, things weren't as accepting and black people didn't have, you know, as many opportunities to be a part of great work and great projects or receiving the credit. Now, if you don't know, April is Autism Awareness Month and April 2nd was Autism Awareness Day. And this month is bringing awareness of the autism spectrum disorder that many people have to deal with in their everyday lives, families, young children, adults. And it's also the GLSEN Day of Silence, which will be happening tomorrow. And this is a day of silence for LGBTQ. Now, the GLSEN stands for the Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network. And what they do is they are the leading national education organization working to create safe schools for all students. So if you see people participating tomorrow who, you know, are actively silent and are not speaking, this is because they're participating in this day. And, you know, they're giving awareness to the erasure of LGBTQ youth and adults. So please just give them a respect and allow them to be a participant and be active in this day of silence. And if you would join them, should you feel encouraged to, you know, be a part in the day of silence. I wanna talk about a great man a man that we lost. I want to talk about Nipsey Hussle, who stood for so much. Nipsey Hussle was also known as Ermius Joseph Asgadom, and he was 33 when he was murdered. He was born on August 15, 1985, and he was raised in Crenshaw neighborhood of South Los Angeles. He did so much for the community. He emerged in the West Coast hip-hop scene in 2005, and he was an entrepreneur, an activist, a rapper, a songwriter. He, he just was so very involved in the community and in that area. And, you know, his life wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect by any means. But he and his family, you know, they did the best they could with all that they had. And, you know, he just affected so many lives. You know, we give our thoughts to Lauren London and his kids and his family and you know, so many people talked at his memorial service today in L.A. at the Staples Center. And, you know, between Snoop Dogg and Stevie Wonder, who did a tribute at the end of the memorial, and Janae Aiko, Anthony Hamilton, Marsha Ambrosius, you know, his family members, his brother, his sister, his, his parents, and, you know, just the strength that his mother had in, you know, reassuring us that, it's okay and it's gonna be okay and you know understanding that this was in God's divine plan I, I just you know the remarkable strength that she had and that Lauren had and Lauren got up there and she spoke about you know 
how she used to watch Ermius when he would sleep and you know the text message that she sent to him in January just about how much Nipsey Hussle meant to her and you know the bond that they shared and just being a strength for those kids and for the family and for all of us whether you personally knew him or you didn't or just being a fan and reminding everyone that the marathon continues and that his death will not be in vain. I just, you know, shout out to everyone who was a fan or who had any kind of connection or felt any kind of vibe with Nipsey Hussle and, you know, between his music and the messages that he, you know, delivered and shared with us and his visions and everything that he was trying to do for the community, trying to, you know, stop the gang violence and trying to bring different communities together, straight, gay, the gangs, police, and just, you know, that man was a light and just did so much for South Los Angeles between the Crenshaw area and, you know, Slauson. And, you know, it's an honor that, you know, they're honoring him by renaming Slauson Avenue and Crenshaw Boulevard as a Nipsey Hustle Square. And I just want to share some things about Nipsey Hustle through, you know, a lot that I learned, you know, through the memorial and just from what I knew. Now, it was noted that Nipsey's father had taken him when he was 19, him and his brother, to East Africa in Eritrea. And they were there for three months. And in t- this was in 2004. And, you know, Nipsey credited this trip as, you know, the trip that really inspired him to be an activist in his community and, you know, that really built that entrepreneurial spirit that he had. I mean, this man invested in, you know, companies with Karen Civil and, you know, started his own, you know, clothing store where he was, you know, working on clothing through the, it was a marathon clothing and, you know, investing in the agency that he did and just all the work that he he really just the man was a light I mean you know like I said his path wasn't perfect he ended up being a part of you know the gangs and getting into that but you know changing his perspective and you know just trying to bring communities together and I mean you know listen to his music I mean his debut album came out last year the victory lap and it was nominated for best rap album at the Grammys last, you know, this past couple months. And, you know, the name Nipsey Hussle actually came from a childhood friend had actually given that to him, and it had come from the stage name of the comedian Nipsey Russell. So if you were watching a memorial and you heard the, uh, the pastor who had said Nipsey Russell, that's why he said it, because that's where the name originated from. And, you know, the marathon continues. May Nipsey rest in peace and may the message, the movement, everything that he stood for, you know, it's up to us to continue that and to, you know, be active and bring change to society. And, you know, it's up to us. Let's continue the movement. Let, you know, the marathon continues. Let's do what we got to do. And let's do better as a community and as people. And I want to leave you all with this. Just sit and think about for a moment 
just really sit and think about it. What do you want your legacy to be when you leave this earth? And what are you going to do to leave that mark and that impact on the world? Well, that's all from this side of the hill. I want to thank y'all for listening to another episode of the Society Hill Podcast. Y'all know that y'all can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever else you listen. And you can always follow on social media at Society Hill PC. I want to thank y'all for always tuning in and being a part of this journey with me. I love talking with y'all and just sharing what's going on in the world and, you know, bringing a different perspective, if I can, to y'all. So, you know, I'll see y'all next time. Thank y'all for listening and keep it unfiltered, uncensored, and have a good life.